August 18, 1934, 20-year-old Ann Cooper Hewitt, heiress to one of the largest fortunes in the United States, was admitted to a San Francisco hospital for an emergency appendectomy. She later learned the surgeons not only had removed her appendix, but also a length of her fallopian tubes, rendering her incapable of ever becoming pregnant. The story of the sterilized heiress hit the papers just after the new year in 1936, when Anne filed a half million dollar damage claim against the surgeons and her own mother for sterilizing her without her knowledge or consent. Anne's mother denied any wrongdoing. She'd done what she'd done for society's sake, she insisted, because her daughter was feeble-minded. It was the sort of bizarre high society scandal that would have captured the national imagination under any circumstances. But that one word, feeble-minded, struck a familiar chord for Americans and linked Anne's plight to a decades-old campaign to control human reproduction, known as eugenics. What is the bearing of the laws of heredity upon human affairs? Eugenics provides the answer. Eugenics was proposed as the scientific solution for social problems. It was a combination of hope and aspiration on one side, and on the other side, it was about fear, and in some cases about hate. They are identified early, categorized, feeble-minded, imbecile, idiot. It would have been better by far if they had never been born. People tend to think that eugenics was a doctrine that originated with the Nazis, that it was grounded in wild claims that were far outside the scientific mainstream. Both of those impressions are fundamentally not true. It was almost a mania that sort of swept through the country, and there was that kind of naive, optimistic vision of eugenics, like, hey, let's all get together and make better people. The economic situation in Germany following World War I and the Versailles Treaty led to the wholesale implementation of Hitler's policies. They started killing children first and then a bit later on started killing adults. It's not surprising that the nurses in the, in the Nazi era got caught up in all this. The propaganda was everywhere about killing people who were considered life unworthy of life. Useless feeders was the term they used. The nurses were the ones who uh, held the children while they were being killed. They gave them the overdoses of drugs. They were the ones who put them out on the verandas to die of hypothermia. The nurses were the ones who withheld the feeding so the children would die of starvation. Caught on in England, the United States, Japan, Scandinavia. Germany was not at the forefront of this. And the Nazis actually learned much of their eugenics initially from the U.S. Some of these eugenic healthcare policies were developed in the United States in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. These U.S. policies were emulated by Germany and incorporated into the governing philosophy of applied biology. 
there were laws on the book in Virginia that said that you could sterilize people. Um, and the Nazis took their 1933 sterilization law and mimicked it after the US law. Yeah, in fact, there was a time in which there were letters uh, in the US journals saying, look at the Nazis have gotten ahead of us. We've got to catch up. And so, of course, when Hitler came along with his racial theories, he realized that this eugenics was a really good idea and he manipulated it to fit his racial theories all mixed in with the Jews, the Gypsies, everybody else who was considered uh, racially inferior. All of this would lead to an appalling era in world history called the Holocaust, a period of persecution and mass murder. The Holocaust has been defined as the 12-year period from Hitler's rise to power in 1933 until the end of the war, 1945. It was a government-planned, government-supported mass extermination or mass killing. And uh, while it was targeted towards Jewish people, there were many other groups of individuals that suffered during the Holocaust. Hitler convinced the German people that the Jews were their enemy and the cause of their problems. He then created an atmosphere of racial intolerance and hatred of people deemed to be racially inferior. So every genocide, whether it's Rwanda, the Holocaust, begins with we versus them. So Hitler used the Jews and later other people as scapegoats for all that was wrong in Germany, particularly the economic woes. So he set up the we versus them. He institutionalized them. In 1933, the Nazi government passed the Nuremberg Laws for the protection of hereditary health. This legalized involuntary sterilization. So Hitler found a perfect meshing of his Nazi ideology with the eugenic Nazi medicine or racial hygiene movement. Germany's sterilization laws led to the involuntary sterilization by doctors of about 400,000 Germans. Nazi doctors sterilized citizens against their will euthanized 200,000 disabled German children and adults and created the gas chambers and crematoria that were used for the mass murder of six million Jews, Poles, and Gypsies. Without the full support of physicians, scientists, and nurses, the Holocaust, as it unfolded, could never have happened. Hi, Steve here. Do you realize what's happening? Everything is fake now. Fake nails, fake eyelashes, fake people in baseball games, fake pandemic, fake hamburgers, yeah. I mean, real fake food. This article was in the very popular food magazine, Popular Mechanics. Kentucky Fried Chicken could soon become Kentucky Fake Chicken. The restaurant chain is experimenting with a new kind of meat, 3D bio-printed chicken nuggets. That basically means KFC is using chicken cells and plant-based material to create a new kind of nugget. They want to create the world's first laboratory-produced chicken nuggets. What's wrong with regular chicken? I like it. 
They said they will be as close as possible in both taste and appearance to the original KFC product while being more environmentally friendly to produce than ordinary meat. A Moscow-based technology company, 3D Bioprinting Solutions, will develop the chicken. Researchers will use chicken cells and plant-based material to create a chicken proxy that should be pretty similar in taste and texture. KFC will provide the breading and spices to the scientists so they can perfect the chicken's traditional buttery flavor and crispy texture. Mmm, making me hungry already. First, we were told that wearing masks would do more harm than good, which is what the science still supports. But now, even as the COVID-19 pandemic is turning out to be less harmful than the seasonal flu, we are being told to wear the mask. Austin, Texas has threatened a $2,000 fine for those not wearing the mask and have even suggested that we wear the mask while at home. We still need people to wear the mask in public. We still need people to keep social distance and isolation. Ryan, the one thing I want to try to get across today is we need to do that when we're in our homes also. Science tells us that these masks are doing nothing but hurting our natural immune system. So why is it so important that we wear the mask? If one were to look at what is happening as if it were a massive initiation ritual, then things may begin to make more sense. The initiation ritual can be found throughout all of human history. We find it in ancient tribes and religions, all the way up to modern gangs, fraternities, and in the military. Psychological studies have taught us how initiation rituals work, primarily how they increase a person's desire to conform to the group they are being initiated into. The ritual is almost always the same. First, the initiate is isolated. Their familiar everyday routines are disrupted and their normal rules of living are altered. The initiates are made to look the same. Their heads may be shaved, they may be given matching outfits, or they may be instructed to wear a mask. These techniques symbolically strip the initiate of their unique identity so they can cease seeing themselves as an individual and begin seeing themselves as part of the group. The wearer of the mask loses his previous identity and assumes a new one. The initiate is then subjected to just enough trauma to put them in a mild state of cognitive dissonance. This dissonance puts the initiate into a state of confusion and anxiety. They are now ready to be transformed into a member of the initiating group. In their isolation, thoughts they have ignored or buried for years suddenly become unavoidable. Emotions are triggered and a new window of thought is opened within the initiate's mind. And in this state, the new normal is introduced. This worldwide initiation ritual is creating a massive separation in humanity. The obedient and the defiant are being drawn apart like a chemistry purification experiment. And it would seem that the obedient ones are being initiated into something the new normal, the new age, 
the new world order. A world where science no longer matters. A world where blind obedience is all that is respected. And if this is a worldwide initiation ritual, then we can certainly expect the obedient initiated to be turned against the rest of us. In the U.S., there were laws that could require that people be sterilized against their will. Sterilization laws were widespread in the U.S., most notably in Indiana and North Carolina. But other states, including California and Virginia, allowed sterilization even into the 1970s. In fact, in the early 20th century, the U.S. led the world in compulsory sterilizations. A very famous law was passed in Virginia. They said it was okay to sterilize the retarded. And it was brought before the Supreme Court. And Oliver Wendell Holmes said, three generations of imbeciles is enough, saying that it was okay to sterilize. The majority of nurses were not members of the Nazi party. However, to have a job in Germany, a nurse had to belong to one of several nursing organizations. There were five organizations for nurses. Among these, the National Socialist Nurses and the Red Cross Nurses swore an oath of allegiance to Hitler. Additionally, the Protestant Nurses Organization said that it greets National Socialism with an open heart. Surprisingly, more physicians, uh, percentage-wise, joined the Nazi party than the population in general. Earlier today, I asked Bill Gates what he makes of the results coming out from those early vaccine trials. We don't know if these vaccines will work. We don't know if these work. We don't know if they'll work to avoid deaths. We don't know if they'll work to avoid transmission. That's why we're working on so many first-generation vaccines. How do we know if these vaccines are working? And you'd like it to be very safe in all the populations uh, that you indicate it for, no side effects. And then you'd like it to avoid the individual who gets the vaccine getting sick. Well, the areas uh, that we have the, the deepest expertise in is how you do testing, uh, how you find drugs, uh, that will save lives, and how you get a, a vaccine uh, that making you know seven billion uh, of those is is going to be a, an incredible challenge. Uh, picking which of the many vaccine efforts it's worth putting a lot of money behind and building that manufacturing in parallel with the uh, safety and efficacy work, which is very difficult to do. You know, probably will take about 18 months uh, to, before we can get uh, to a significant level. There's an approach called the uh, RNA vaccine that people like Moderna, CureVac, uh, and others are using that in 2015. In 2015, we'd identified that as very promising uh, for pandemics and for uh, other applications as well. And so if everything goes perfectly uh, with the RNA approach, we could actually beat the 18 months. The efficacy of vaccines in older people is always a huge challenge. You know, it turns out the flu vaccine uh, isn't that effective in elderly people. The flu vaccine isn't that effective in elderly people. Most of the benefit comes from younger people not uh, spreading it because 
they're vaccinated and that that benefits on a community basis the elderly you know if we have you know one in 10,000 uh, side effects that's you know way more 700,000 uh, you know people who will suffer from that hey, let's go and give this vaccine to the entire world uh, governments will have to be involved because there will be some risk and indemnification needed before that can uh, be decided on. Risk and indemnification needed before that can uh, be decided on. <laughs>